Hello guys and welcome back to the Noise Podcast. Today, me, Anmol, Avyay and Sriram are going to talk about our favorite conspiracy theories and try and convince each other of these weird, wacky theories. We've all come across a theory along the way and we hope that what we discuss here can teach you something new and also keep you entertained. Anmol actually had a pretty interesting theory, so let's start with him. This is something I've told you guys only before. And I've like tried convincing, I don't know if convincing is the right word, but I've tried telling the story to a lot of people. Actually, this was told to me by my friends in my building. They tried to scare me with the story. I don't know. It's actually one of your horror conspiracy theories. So let me give you some background to this. Okay. Firstly, the name, it's called the Russian sleep experiment. Some of our viewers, uh, listeners actually may have already heard of this, but either way, these guys are not completely adept with the whole story. So I'm just giving them a background. Everyone knows about Cold War era Russia, right? Not just Cold War era, even yeah. World War II time yeah. Russia. Yeah. So they basically experimented on everything and they, they wanted a perfect soldier kind of thing. So this was part of an external research, which I, when I was reading up, I found out. Basically, there were like after the Soviet Union broke up, there were a lot of files which were declassified. In one of these files, there was one very disturbing account of where they cut off a dog's head, administered the dog's veins and arteries with blood itself. They basically gave the dog a artificial circulatory system, an artificial heart, and kept only the head of the dog alive. This, the dog's head supposedly remained alive for like 12 days. That's almost two weeks. That's pretty shocking in itself. So the same files which revealed similar information there were some files which went missing or they were not properly declassified or so. So what the popular internet theorists say is in one of these files, there was a thing of the Russian sleep experiment. So what the Russian sleep experiment is, was another way for the Russians to find out the perfect human soldiers. Ones who don't feel any pain, ones who aren't affected by any emotions at all. Firstly, some background to this also. The story first popped up on a creepypasta site. Creepypastas are basically horror stories. It's not exactly 100% credible, but you cannot just say this is a fake story. There is some amount of reality to it and there is some amount of things that can be held truthful in the story also. So what happens if I'm basically summarizing the whole theory is in 1940s, A Soviet scientist discovered a a gaseous substance, a gaseous simulant actually. A simulant is something that keeps the brain active. Caffeine is the biggest simulant we see in today's days. Basically, yeah, something that would have kept your brain active and wouldn't have let you sleep. So what had happened is um, they tried to experiment the effect of these simulants on some people. So what they did is they picked out, I don't know how many prisoners. I'm, I'm thinking 10 actually. I'm mostly sure 10. And they planned to keep them awake for 30 days. So these subjects were 10 prisoners and they claimed to the prisoners that if they went through this experiment, they had promised them freedom. So if they successfully finished the experiment, they would be free to go. So what, what they had done is they had locked these people up in this kind of special made Soviet chamber. Okay. Just imagine it like a school corridor with classes on each side. So like that, there was a closed corridor on both ends with five classrooms on each side, making up 10 class classes. They were not classrooms. They were basically housing units. They just had one room 
and a one way window to the other side that's it hmm. so the guards or the experiment conductors observe these people through the one way windows so the experiment began simulant gas started release, uh, releasing and things went normal for the first two days and it's pretty normal people in college also stay up they go ahead with all nighters for two days even three days so till three days it went fine college are you sure day, yeah even in school we've done <laughs> we still do it but yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so uh, these guys four days was fine but beyond this right that's where they started off. like when they were conversing with the subjects they started recounting disturbing things like them seeing stuff in the background them seeing stuff in corners other things like this now the weird part so on the fourth day a man started screaming for so long that he tore his vocal cords so wow. uh, then at this point uh, researchers started looking at this guy intently so suddenly all the other prisoners they came to the room and tried blocking off the glass window from the the experiment conductors to see the person who was screaming no one knows why no one knows how this is not recounted so what they also did is they started using their own feces and put it up in paper and stuff to block the whole window okay to stop the person from seeing the person screaming so this was one then they started doing this in every window so it was completely blocked off from the the experiment conductors after some point they like uh, what's going on they could hear weird noises coming from inside they could hear screaming they could hear other kind of weird noises so supposedly when they went inside on the 15th day they turned off the simulant gas and reopened the chamber so when they looked inside they found that there were only like four survivors and all of these people have they had they had been severely mutilated their legs had been cut off they had been eating themselves it just sounds weird right now wow. and they had removed multiple abdominal organs of different like people who had died and they had started eating them and when a researcher asked one of the subjects are you fine right now he said if the researcher does not turn on the simulant gas right then he would have killed the researcher there so all of these people were held and taken to the hospital when taken to the hospital they were found that there is no way these guys can survive like this because supposedly some people had lost almost 4 liters of blood which is impossible to live on even on further questioning all of them said the same thing that there is an inherent evil in humans which somehow sleeping suppresses and them not being able to sleep for such a long period made the evil in them kind of not reincarnate kind of show, uh, show up uh, yeah it became more dominant so this is the crux of the story there are more theories here and there relating to it so what do you guys think is there some truth in this story or is it just a complete horror story let's start with ram itself <sighs> I'd like to believe it's horror because I I get squeamish with things like this. <laughs> I I actually have something to say about this because uh I don't know if it's true or not but my cousin's sister is a doctor now but back in when mm-hmm. she was in medical college she heard a lot of stories about other medical colleges and in one of them like two people were locked in a room this was a result of ragging so they were mm-hmm. locked in a room and left over like a 5 day period and one person ate the other person's corpse to stay alive. so the humans eating other humans part in times of such desperation 
totally makes sense and it's totally yeah, believable yeah. and the the inherent evil in human beings that's a bit of an exaggeration i'd feel but i don't know you never know what's possible has anyone tried to debunk this theory pretty sure they have look yeah there are people who try to debunk this theory obviously it's one of the most famous creepy pastas out there so uh, creepy pastas are basically there's the site called creepy pasta where they post horror stories this was posted in 2010 and the person who posted it claimed it to be in part of one of those files with soviet experiment wait wait personally uh, sorry sorry <laughs> one sec uh, you you told us the story about the guy, the guys who got ragged right yeah 3 days you said sorry 5 days is what you said they were locked in i'm not sure how many but it was over a, like a summer break sort of thing or like spring break sort of thing 5 plus days don't you need a lot more time than that to starve yourself to the point where you have to resort to cannibalism Unless this... you actually want cannibalism. cannibalism. Oh God! You're okay. For it. Okay. Okay. No, <laughs> wait. Carry on. Okay. The example Vaid bought is a totally different one because even I've heard there's an actual real story where a flight crashed. I don't know which one, and out of the survivors, the people resorted to cannibalism of the dead survivors in the plane crash within the first two days. because sometimes even though you don't feel you feel hungry but you can survive for like 30 days without i don't know how many days can you survive without food they say 2 oh. weeks right 2 yeah, to 3 yeah. weeks even in extreme even in extreme cases oh. they say a month hmm. but hmm. when you convince yourself that within a day if you convince yourself that yeah i can eat the person you can Yeah, I mean, there's no going back after you've made up your mind to eat up another human being, right? Yeah. You can't okay. I go really back to being normal. Cannibalism, yeah. But yeah, yeah my my whole perspective on this thing is, it is an absolutely true story, but several parts of it have been fictionalized completely. Example: the inherent evil, blah blah. Yeah. blah. I feel okay. That's very very fictional, but uh, what I feel is when. they lack so much amount of sleep some neurotransmitters in their brains could not have been able to regenerate which made them go insane mm. and as they couldn't think properly they started resorting to cannibalism instead of eating the food the researchers were providing them mm. and thus the different kind of stuff but yeah what i also feel is when these people had such low levels of neurotransmitters or some different thing i don't know exactly but uh, i feel that they would have also lost the ability to feel pain hmm. and somehow down the line the russian experiment if it turned out this was the best result they could ex- expect a perfect soldier is the one who cannot feel pain right hmm. yeah so it worked out in some way avi what do you think but in my opinion a perfect soldier has to be seen right before you can yeah but perfect this is 1940s russia come on Yeah, but still, I mean, you you require some sort of sanity to go into yeah, the battlefield, right? Makes sense. So yeah, I mean, I agree with kind of agree with what you said, like in the sense that there has to be some truth to it. I mean, in a biological manner, sleeping is a necessary function of the body, right? And it's not something we can yeah. ignore. However, I think it has been greatly exaggerated up to a point at which. they no longer know what exactly what part, parts of the story that is true and what parts aren't i mean the fact that 
they covered the entire glass part with human feces to make sure the person who was screaming his vocal cords out wouldn't be spotted and why they did that i mean that part seems less believable but yeah once again there has to be some truth behind it and that's how the entire theory yeah. comes up right yeah makes sense this is this is yeah com- see so that's what the internet always takes small small things and uh, blows them way out of proportion right and if it was just a normal science experiment or even an abnormal science science experiment at the end of the day the files would have just showed a science experiment but to keep viewers interested and to keep readers interested on the creepy pasta site like you said they would have added some masala and yeah that's uh, true and all to make it look like a, a paranormal thing also and something inherently evil being inside humans so this yeah. actually brings me because this is actually very recent the Pent- as most of you might know the pentagon released footage of ufo's being spotted on the us navy cameras like their imaging uh, systems on fighter jets so they actually released three videos recently one was from 2004 so that's ages ago and there were two other videos that was uh, recorded in 2015 mm-hmm. so the thing is this is actually really good news for people well, who have been be- believing in the existence of extraterrestrial life right because the first thing the first confirmation that you get is that some alien ship has entered the earth's atmosphere or something something avengers type or some hollywood movie type of thing <laughs> yeah so honestly i am also one of these people there is existence of life outside of planet earth is what i believe and this was actually a pretty good thing so these videos are actually available on the pentagon site so you can download these videos you can watch these and i will add them to the video as well so however outlandish this might be there's always like an earthly and rational explanation right for this mm-hmm. so astrophysicists have actually got a few explanations for this it could either be atmospheric effects like i don't know i'm not an, i'm not an astrophysicist right so it could also be a result of reflection okay, so once i have a question here yeah go on why are astrophysicists studying earth atmosphere I don't know I mean you have to get to earth's atmosphere right I mean yeah, uh, when yeah, you're in I mean when you're looking through a telescope and stuff like many astrophysicists actually there was a huge problem I I don't know if I'm interjecting here but here's a no go on note. so if you know about William Herschel who the guy who found Uranus I mean he discovered it so what the problem with him was he tried to map out the entire galaxy using like the uh, predicting star clusters and using his own methods of distance estimations However, there was a huge problem that is different parts of the sky were completely off in his map of the galaxy, mainly because atmospheric gases, like they change the way the light moves through them, right? And we have learned that yeah. through physics and stuff. So basically what happened was as a result of that, he was not able to gauge exactly the distance uh, between some stars. So the, some parts of the sky were closer than they actually are and some parts were further away. So atmos- studying atmosphere... is a really critical part of astrophysics as well hmm. yeah and who better would you choose to uh, study aliens and try to rationalize everything wait actually about Honestly. that you said these um, encounters were pretty recent right wouldn't wouldn't all these adjustments to make better observations be done by computers by this point first of all it was revealed recently but it was recorded in the most recent video is 2015 and if you see the footage it's pretty grainy oh okay i mean there's a lot of audio also so these are actual these were live feeds from the fighter huh. jets all right so in the second video that i'll be showing on the screen 
the fighter pilot is looking in his uh, imaging system and there's something flying really quickly so it's flying from the right of his screen to the left all right and this guy's imaging system itself it has to automatically lock on to something oh. like, right, like that right because that's its inherent purpose so it is struggling first of all to lock on to this object and it's flying really quickly it's it's got a bright light so finally when it does lock on you can see how much he celebrates because it was a really tough job to uh, get it in the mm. first place right and the government itself doesn't have any explanation and they're not going to they're not going to say anything also in case someone takes it in interprets it in, in the mm. wrong manner right so that's why these rationalizations have come or come into light like there could be bugs also in the code of uh, the uh, imaging and display systems right so that's why it took a while to uh, adjust to that and maybe it was not designed to focus onto something like that because it wasn't expected mm. so it could be reflections or atmospheric effects and that is so far the only rationalization we've got any real sort of explanation we've got i'll, I'll tell you something funny okay so i i was listening to neil degrasse tyson's uh, podcast he was he was featuring on some other podcast and it was mm. not about you this specific case but they were talking about ufos and other things and one of the hosts of the podcast asked them that won't you think it's possible someone with an iron man suit is flying by and i genuinely felt oh that's actually a good point why why didn't we think of iron man suit or something but on do you think man you no know, in a suit can flies faster than a missile he was the iron man movie in the first movie only he <laughs> flies faster than a missile but i feel there is life outside of i feel that as well but, but why would look the whole thing is why would they just send a ufo down here to just investigate and go away yeah so that's the thing right you never know if it's gone away also yeah but that's the thing it could be in hiding maybe extraterrestrial beings are on hide in hiding in uh, on planet earth itself <laughs> and uh, the frontier for recon <laughs> recon <laughs> <laughs> you can literally think of anything to justify yeah. this right but so far the government's been sh- the us government's been shut down this they haven't said anything people don't even care that much honestly which is really surprising because all this while we've been saying oh what if you aliens up your what if aliens show up and at this point everyone so sick yeah, of this yeah that's cuz people thought uh, the worst case scenario before this was aliens attacking us an alien. yeah right now the worst case scenario is a deadly virus which we create <laughs> which was here on earth destroying us. Okay I think we should move on to the next theory and this is going yeah. to come from Shriram Shriram Okay so like to- uh, okay before I start I do want to give uh, give a bit of a special mention to one theory it it only just didn't make the shortlist uh, it was a conspiracy theory that yeah it's a, it's a theory that India is still technically legally speaking a colony of the of of UK and it's uh, and to summarize it's rumored that the transfer of power agreement of 1947 that uh, nehru signed with the british authorities implied that india would still serve as a commonwealth nation and commonwealth nations are also by definition colonies of the queen and it india is no more a, co- a commonwealth nation yeah yeah that's the thing that's that's the confusing part about this this declaration it it was never made public and it was always kept a secret so that that's the whole conspiracy aspect of it that we are still a, still technically a dominion of the uk but it's not it's it's kept from the public just to prevent to prevent outrage and 
uh, one and one of the points that really increased suspicion on this was that the queen doesn't need a visa to travel to her colonies and in 1997 you hold on hold on wait, wait, wait just a sec wait just a point yeah. Yeah. if we really if we really were a uh, common uh, if we really were a like a colony of the british we would have got malaya back to india by now hold hold that's colony true. as that's in, where the this is the conspiracy aspect of it dude wait hold on i'll let you debunk it and it's not even my main theory it's just i just gave it a special mention because it kind of kept me awake for a bit and uh, see that's the thing uh, it's the point of it being a colony is that the uk still has uh, judicial uh, it, it still has a lot of jurisdictions over india and one of the things that uh, people observed was that in 1997 when uh, the queen visited india for um, independence day celebrations she came here without a passport which is a rule how did how it, did it was apparently that, publicly known at the time it was it was publicly released information so yeah that's it caused a lot of outrage apparently anyway uh, so that's you can read up more on that if, if you're interested the main theory i'm going to it starts off with something that conspiracy theorists have uh, they, they they froth at the mouth when they listen to, when they hear the term it's project mk ultra and it was also called the cia mind control program it was basically a program where the central intelligence agency and this this part isn't conspiracy by the way it's a it's an actual factually proven case where the cia had a program where they illegally captured test subjects and okay both legally and illegally uh, got hold of test subjects for experimentation with psychedelic with the express purpose of turning any potential soviet spies into double agents against their will basically to use drugs and try and take and take over control of someone's mind so in the whole uh, in the process they they did a lot of really questionable things like they coordinated with the us army's biological warfare laboratory and they came up uh, with multiple uh, psychedelic formula and i'm sure you've all heard of lsd right yeah. this was one of the main uh, substances that they used and so basically what they did was the cia it they harbored cro- close relations with mental institutions criminal uh, detention centers basically as one officer put it places where they could get access to test subjects who didn't really have any power over themselves and they used these programs to supply to basically dose these guys without their consent in case of the criminals consent was given but not in case of, i don't think you can consider that for the mental patients and it resulted in some pretty horrific and some pretty hor- horrific instances where uh, many people permanently lost their memory they began they went through so much uh, psychological and physical torture that uh, at the hands of their interrogators they began to think the interrogators themselves were were their parents and they developed such close attachments that when they were separated from them they a lot of them went into depression and even died as a result now like i said the purpose of this was to create double agents and uh, you all watched the bourne series right yeah, yeah so the yeah it was heavily influenced by by this whole project and what happens in in uh, bourne is that this uh, this man uh, david webb who later becomes jason bourne he is uh, he's subject to such a program by uh, his own volition and as a result he he becomes an extremely effective hitman in the sense yeah so in in a basic sense yeah he was essentially a hitman even though he had multiple skills in in statecraft and such and um now here's 
and now this sort of I, i'll just i'll just pause the explanation of mk ultra here and move on to a second theory and that revolves around the death of the second prime minister of india lal bahadur shastri so basically what happened in case of shastri was that he went to he traveled to tashkent in after after the 1965 war to sign an agreement to formally end the war i, I think it was in yeah it was in 1966 and he and one day uh, one day after the agreement was signed he was found dead in tashkent in the ussr and it was alleged that he died of a heart attack and the circumstances were extremely suspicious because of uh, a number of questions i'll just i'll just list some of these uh, there there were a lot of inconsistencies so the so when inquiries were made into the records of his death i a, a commission called the raj narayan inquiry it was uh, established to uh, ascertain the cause of his death it couldn't come up with any conclusions and there were no records in the parliament's library of the inquiry even though it actually happened and on top of that no one knows if there was a post mortem conducted because at his uh, death ceremony at his uh, funeral it was it was shown that his uh, whole body had turned blue and it was showing uh, colorations that indicated poisoning and there were a lot of cut marks as well which uh, and since he was a very healthy man overall it was very unlikely that he died of uh, heart disease as it was claimed and uh, another uh, inconsistency was that he always ha- carried a thermos with him from which he drank water of all the items of his that were returned from the ussr the thermos never made it back now one more question out of this was that uh, it, it was said that there were two witnesses to his death one was his uh, personal doctor dr r n chug is is what i'm reading and his uh, and his butler were they were with him the whole time and the doctor always maintained that he was in perfect health and never had any heart issues and uh, that a heart attack was extremely unlikely when he was going to testify in front of a committee on the way he was hit by a truck and he died and the the butler he had avoided public eye for a very long time because it was a controversial period and one fine day he got fed up and uh, he he was uh, reported to have told his family i've been carrying this burden about shastri ji for too long i i have to get i have to shed it today and on the way to the uh, on the way to the investigation agency he too was hit by a car and his legs were crushed he had to, he had to get an amputation and he in the process he also lost his memory wow. yeah so this seems way too convenient yeah and now here's where it starts uh, it, it starts connecting together there was a cia agent called uh, gregory douglas who was Oh, sorry. The CIA agent's name was Robert Crowley, and uh, he was interviewed by a journalist called Gregory Douglas, who, and this agent confirmed that the death of Lal Bahadur Shastri and Doctor Homi Baba, who was also who also died in a plane crash in very close time proximity to Lal Bahadur Shastri's death, he stated that the CIA actually carried out these assassinations as uh, as Shastri, even though he was a, a very peace-loving uh, character in general. he was also a hardline pro nuclear uh, politician and he was pushing for nuclear tests since before the time of indira gandhi itself and dr homi baba was also in charge of the new of the indian nuclear program combine, combine this with the fact that the us really didn't want a soviet aligned state to have <laughs> nuclear weapons yeah now now it starts connecting together with the mk ultra program right so 
you st- yeah so basically you start seeing you start getting the conspiracy aspect of it uh, which asks which begs the question did the mk ultra experiment succeed and the reason we make this connection is because the mk ultra program apparently had its climax in 1966 which was also the same year that lal bahadur shastri was allegedly assassinated yeah so i've dumped an enormous amount of information on you guys i want to hear what you guys have to say okay there's a lot here to unpack i i mean i hope i understood most of it the thing is i have this like simple doubtish kind of thing okay so in the event that lavadur shastri was poisoned or because of the suspicious circumstances we don't really know what it was is there a, are there any other alternative theories given about that anmol rao sir for that yeah exactly yeah about i mean i so this was this okay. was the really tough part about the research there was another angle that the the cia wasn't involved at all and that indira gandhi in order to get to the pm's post quicker uh, or something like that uh, she Uh, she had uh, collaborated with the USSR to You know get... what Ram I Yeah hold on hold on, hold on. wait I, that, this is the thing it is so difficult to get a hold of this story online because uh, they even made a movie about it it was called the Tashkent Files and it is so weird the Tashkent Files when you when you google the movie what it says is 95% of the users like the movie and the ratings were actually even the audience ratings were actually even better than Star Wars the best movies of Star Wars and not and not a single website gave gave the story clearly so yeah it really frustrated me i even had to go into the second and third page of google searches yeah places which which are practically unexplored by by anyone so we, uh, what we need right now is a first hand review of of the movie and for that we have anmol he's watched the whole thing he was damn excited to explain so yeah anmol take it yeah. away yeah when the movie released no i i had no hope for it first of all it looked like an art film I mean, Dad wanted to see it, so I went with him, and it actually turned out so fun. Okay, I'll tell you what the movie gives it in a different perspective. Ram says the the whole U.S. part where the U.S. actually killed uh, Mr. Shastri, but uh, let's just get the facts right here. Shastri was in a Soviet ex-Soviet country. Okay, and U.S. getting to an ex-Soviet country does not seem very likable. Okay. Uh, sorry, does not seem even plausible. Okay, so the alternate theory which the director Vivek Agnihotri, he's a brilliant guy. Follow him everywhere. Okay, yeah, he gives his. Okay, uh, so go on. This go guy on. basically he presents us with an alternate theory. So this is an ideological based theory. So what what was Shastri? Shastri was a mainly a right wing, uh, right wing mindset kind of guy. and the whole congress at that point was leaning towards the left a lot of the cabinet were also uh, the left leaning candidates uh, shastri was a very powerful man and him as a prime minister was a very big threat to the presence of the ideology in the country itself and what the director says is the party at that time again uh, did not favor this at all so um, again i would go back a few year, a few years here let's go back to 1940 when did uh, i don't know when did subhash chandra bose die but what this is again external reading this the movie does not say but the reason subhash chandra again this is one of the biggest conspiracy theories in india is subhash chandra bose dead or alive hmm. <laughs> did he die in the plane crash yeah. what 
what how this connects to the theory is uh, subhash chandra bose was again a very left leaning person and britain would not give an uh, india which is extremely left leaning independence hmm. so they wanted subhash chandra bose out of the picture and what the story hmm. says is jawaharlal nehru convinced subhash chandra bose to fake his own death go lay low for a few years so that britain gives them independence and then they can try hatching their actual plans hmm. mm-hmm. okay so the theory goes on subhash chandra bose faked his own death now relating back to the tashkent meeting there was one man who's who's called the gumnami baba hmm. uh, who signed scb in the register in the picture of the tashkent file signing there's a man who looks exactly like subhash chandra bose when they went through the records of whoever entered there was only one man who could like correlate the name with and it said scb that was all his name was mm. okay mm. nothing elaborated scb okay mm. so again what i feel this man was subhash chandra bose this was a whole ploy from the left to assassinate shastri who was a right wing right idealist at that point and as soon as he was assassinated uh, ms indira gandhi became the prime minister and w- one of her few first actions was to declare an emergency and to declare india a socialist nation mm. and all of this taking place in an ex soviet country is just perfect stances with the kgb helping them out in this thing also <laughs> yeah. and in the movie and in the movie there's heavy emphasis on how uh, kgb uh, helped them out and the movie is solely based on a factual book called the mitrukin archives google it right now uh, it's a collection of hand handwritten notes made by secretly by kgb archivist uh, vasil mitrukin uh, he was in the kgb for 30 years and he says he was one of the main persons in charge of the assassination of mr shastri wait vivek agnotri so, was the director of this of tashkent files yeah yeah it makes so much sense i i couldn't every single report the review i i saw of the movie it didn't talk about the movie at all it was just the people were just trying to blast vivek agnihotri consistently is it is he like some politically active active guy yeah he's uh, a very that's what i accept that's person. what i expected it was such a pain to yeah, he's, he's, he's also making an, he's also making another movie on a really big conspiracy this is kind of closer home to karnataka so basically uh, the konkans hmm. Uh, are a direct descendant of the kashmiri pandits ha huh. i'll give you proper reasoning also the point is uh, we can look into the food uh, konkans have this dish called dali toy huh. that is dal and no other no other sect in south india especially cooks dal as a sambar or like dal in the way it's cooked in the north except konkans yeah yeah So what this go ahead okay. goes ahead with is the Konkans are direct descendants of the Kashmiri Pandits hmm. but why did they migrate here the theory says there were a lot of influences from the Kashmiri landlords at that point and there was also something to do with the political aspect also and that's why uh, they were forced to migrate down towards south in the south of india and that's what he wants to make the next movie Kashmir files about oh okay so yes Yeah so <laughs> this guy seems like a damn cool director I'm surprised I hadn't heard of him until now But look again with the movie right I found several flaws in the point that he had a really good story Yeah he had a really way, good way to put it across But again as a filmmaker I saw several 
flaws over there. I'll give you an example. Uh, so a person dies in the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, a person dies. And he meets with a car accident. Okay, right before the car accident, the camera shows a thing of his face, mm-hmm. uh, like a scene where he just looks towards the camera, and this is the supposed to be very very natural. Mm-hmm. The very next clip after the man dies, there is a news anchor explaining that the man has passed away, mm-hmm. and over there, the picture of the man is the ma- picture of the man from the movie. Okay. In the movie scene, yeah, yeah, which seems really odd. Okay, you can't just take a movie scene out, which was made in a movie, and put it as <laughs> the official picture. Of the yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it's very odd. Do you actually believe it, or is there some no, part no. that this uh, theory I'm like hundred percent because this the whole theory of Shashi uh, being murdered by the uh, Congress primarily is I'm hundred percent for it. Okay, this is gonna come out politically very. <laughs> Holy but yeah yeah I'm hundred percent for this theory. Some story, some part of that story questionable. Like mm. any of you, I, I, mean, I do. See, it is backed up by a lot of um, inconsistencies that they've proven. Like uh, before, when they were making the movie, also about uh, two or three guys filed RTIs, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, I think it's the same process. Yeah, and uh, it it and the response given by the prime minister's office every time uh, for inquiries into things like Shastri's death. Bose's death, Homi Jangir Baba's death, all of them they came back as rejected under the exemption that they might harm foreign relations. So yeah, oh, it does really way, confuse. It, it does really get you thinking. By the way, by the way, Homi Jangir Baba's story, which you brought up, mm-hmm. again, uh, this also ties in the story in the way that Homi Jangir Baba was very close with the upper tier of the Congress at that point. Mm-hmm. He wasn't very close with Shastri. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with the MK Ultra killing him over there, that is very plausible though, because uh, again Shastri was a man who didn't push for the nuclear this as much as you told actually. It was the cabinet of the Congress who were very left leaning at that point. Huh. They still are to a okay, to so a high degree. Let's yeah. not get into yeah, politics that much. Let's actually discuss. So none of you believe that there are flaws in that story or in the actual story, yeah. Because the investigation on this thing also was not begun for forty years until another government, other than the Congress, came up. The investigation on this only began prime ministership of Mr. Atal Bihari Vajpayee. Hmm. So there was a forty-year gap, which was a Congress ruling gap. So if we are looking at an angle where the Congress is responsible for all of this, obviously there is a lot of evidence for it also. Hmm. Wow. Okay, that was an intense section. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So to build on that, right? I've brought up my own conspiracy theory as well. I mean, I cannot tell you that it will have as many twists or as many ghost, paranormal stuff, UFOs, or the alleged killings as the other conspiracy stories. So I've tried yeah, to back that up. Wait, with I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm interrupting you. I generally yeah. feel the Indian conspiracy theories have so many twists and turns only because it went wrong in so many places. They had to they had to cover it up in so, so many different ways that there are so many twists and turns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So coming back to my topic. So I'm gonna be talking about a conspiracy of a conspiracy involving AIDS or uh, HIV. So. To start off, I'll start. I'll start by painting a picture of the conspiracy theory involved in this. So, 
It's July 1983, right? And we, the world has just seen the first few encounters of AIDS and we're getting ready to embrace the epidemic that's about to break out. Mm. So while the entire Western world is focused on that, a small paper in India, that is New Delhi, called as The Patriot, right? It published an article said that the entire AIDS, the virus of AIDS, was made by the US government to kill homosexual men and men of African-American descent. It must be like a shocking thing for us to hear that such a small... What is the date for this? The year, the time frame? It's July 1983. And that to Delhi, India, a small time paper in Delhi, India is publishing something about such a huge conspiracy that the US government is trying to kill homosexual men and men of African-American descent, right? And this was a baffling thing for most people in India, that is. But... It didn't really get too much coverage in the world, is what people thought when they initially read the first few papers, right? The article went on to claim that this was a biological weapon created, and it also detailed a military establishment in the US, in Maryland, called as Fort Detrick, where the virus was made. So there was such immense detail in this tiny article, but people in India didn't really take it to their heads. They were like, yeah, okay, but it doesn't really matter to us. We are sitting in New Delhi. And this India isn't like floating with HIV yet. So we don't really see the point in this. So moving on to a few years later, right? This article, the conspiracy theory entitled in this article spread all over the world, especially in Africa. So it even went to that extent when a CBS anchor called Dan Rather reported it on live television in the United States. So now we have gone from a small article being published in New Delhi to a live anchor in the United States going against his own government saying that this has been created by my government, right? So that's the level to which this conspiracy spread. Now, the interesting part about this conspiracy isn't the conspiracy theory itself. It's the conspiracy behind this conspiracy that has been revealed by the US government and has been conclusively proved, right? So I'll start off with that. So how was this thing pulled off? So what is this conspiracy really? All of our ideas about what this conspiracy is and how it came to be is uh, being bought by this person called Ladislav Bittman. He was an ex-KGB inspector who who defected to the United States during the cold after the Cold War, right? So, in an interview with a CNN anchor, I believe he entitled the entire working of the KGB, and this is basically what he said. He said only fifteen percent of the KGB is spent in espionage and 007 kind of stuff wow. where like keeping wow. a martini with uh, yeah okay. with a gun in his hand so that's only 15% of the KGB the remaining 85% is spent on this single idea the idea has two terms to it the first one is called ideological subversion or the more commonly known term is active measures now this may not seem like a spooky kind of a detail which is supposed to make your skin shudder but it basically is a euphemism for disinformation okay right so when asked about what this entire part of the 85 percent of kgb was trying to do this is what he said and this is a chilling quote right and i i think i'll get it displayed on the screen as i'm doing it to change the perception of reality everywhere of every american to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information available to them no one can arrive at a sensible conclusion in the interest of defending their nation so what this does is it changes the very perception of reality of the people 
So they no longer, even if there's conclusive evidence present right in front of you, you want to believe something, you want, you, you're no longer able to defend your own nation, yourself, or your society. And that's, that's a crazy idea when you think yeah. about it, right? So he basically said that the top of the KGB, right? They focused mainly on disinformation. That's what I said earlier, right? That uh, active measures was basically an euphemism, a euphemism for disinformation. So one might think that disinformation is basically propaganda, or as Trump likes to say, fake news, people. So, but brilliant. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So the difference between propaganda and disinformation is very simple, right? So propaganda basically tries to make us believe something. Okay, I don't know if I should be saying this. This may be controversial, but there's a lot of propaganda involved around the BJP, right? So they try to build propaganda about themselves being a good party. And I will not comment whether or not they're a good party, but there is propaganda involved there. However, disinformation is a crazy idea. So this was an idea made by KGB. So what it is, is an organized attempt to deceive us into believing something. So when you think about it, propaganda, okay, so to paint an easier picture, right? I'm pretty sure you guys have seen the movie Inception. Have yeah, you guys seen yeah. Inception? Oh my yeah. God, it's getting so confusing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So in the movie Inception, he based Leonardo DiCaprio, whoever the character he's playing, he basically says that you cannot tell a person an idea and make them actually believe in it, right? I can tell you, hey, look, Liverpool suck, but Wade will seriously still remain strong to Liverpool because he's a proud scout. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on, go on. Yeah. Inception, the idea behind Inception is for a person to actually believe in something, he must believe that the idea is something that he arrived at yeah, himself. Yeah, okay. So going, yeah, I get it. So they yep. go into several layers inside the mind and they make him plan the idea by himself. But disinformation works in a similar way, but I mean there's no mind plugs involved and Leonardo DiCaprio I don't know if the spy looks as good as Leonardo DiCaprio, but the idea still remains the same. Yeah. It is like keeping away at you, whatever you believe in slowly so that you do not notice it and rebuilding something in its place. Okay, so to what extent does this, inf- uh, this information really help, right? So, you know, conspiracy theories involved around JFK assassinated by the CIA. Oh, yeah, right? I've heard of this. Right? Yeah. Which one there are? This has been confirmed that it was started and propagated by KGB. Okay. The CIA trying to assassinate Pope John Paul II confirmed that it was made by the KGB. And even this, I don't know if you, this is a less popular one that rich Americans were harvesting Latin American kid organs. This was a really famous thing back in 90, I guess, but now it has died down. This again was done entirely by the KGB. So when you think about it, I'm sorry, 85. 85, 85. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, 85. Yeah. So when you think about it, this actually works. So now I'm going to talk about the main idea that is AIDS, right? They did this to such an extent that Kenyan ecologist Wangan Mathai, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it properly, blamed the US for the AIDS in her noble acceptance speech to that extent it spread and imbibed in the minds of Africans, right? So how did they do this? So first off, we come to the article published in the Patriot. The Patriot was bribed by the KGB. So KGB operated like this. They would Wait, go to third world nations. This is a fact or conspiracy? This is a okay, fact. Okay. This is an actual yeah. fact. That's why this thing is crazy, right? So Patriot was actually bribed by KGB. 
So what the KGB would do is they would go to third world nation reporters who are easily bought and they would ask them to print articles, uh, making it appear like they arrived at that conclusion by themselves. Okay. Right. So we now, how do we know this? The United States find this out, right? So in the article, there was this one phrase which said virus flu. And even in, uh, I guess, in Hindi and, and English, we'd never say virus flu. We say flu virus. And that was a phrase. Virus flu is a phrase which is only mentioned in Russian, right? So that was one way they found that out. Mm. So what this story did was the, the story gave the, this entire thing gave the story acceptability when nobody was searching about its origin, right? So people were basically struggling to come to terms with this huge epidemic that was being brought forth, but no one was really looking at the origin, mm. right? So what happened in 85, right? By 85, this entire thing had died down a bit in India. Like no one was really that into it in the first place, but it had done its job. So in 85, what they did was they published it in a Moscow paper saying that based on Indian research, we have also come to the conclusion that so and so and so. Okay. So what they did was plant the information to a third party and use that third party to be the first-hand information and act like, oh my God, you just uh, told me something new and publish it by themselves. <laughs> wow, okay. What I got from this, so let me tell you what I understood from this. Yeah. That CBS bought a fake story that was sold by the KGB. Yeah. And CBS and CNN together spread this fake news that you claim in the whole country. Yes. The point is that they didn't know at the time it was fake news. I'm, and I'm getting to why they why it went up to such a huge extent that CBS and CNN would report against their own country, right? So in 86, there was a German, there's a there's this German by the name of Dr. Jacob Segel and his wife. They are so they are scientists who are working in this German university. They were bought by the KGB to publish a scientific article, not not any just uh, not just some news uh, interview or anything. A scientific article which said that the virus was 100% made in the US in a lab, okay, and they had proof of its origin. So now this was a turning point, right? Because when a scientist from Germany, like after the World War II era, Germany was known to be like really good in science, right? We have like prominent scientists coming out of Germany. So when a German scientist claims that this is, yeah, this is 100% true, that's when like people started actually believing in it. So this went viral and up to when 1987, when, as uh, Wade said, CBS, uh, CBS anchor went on national television and broadcasted this. So this entire operation, which I've just laid out to you, is called Operation Infection, spelled with a K. I mean, that's the most Russian thing that can happen, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so... How did this entire thing come out? Like whatever I've told you after the conspiracy theories, how it was debunked. So how did that happen, right? So that basically happened when US State Department, they found, they formed this group called the Active Measures Working Group. And they proved this was fake and established the links, right? Now they did this by publishing a report and gave a live interview as well. Now this is how out of hand this interview got. The people were already turned against US, right? Even uh, Americans were slightly beginning to get turned against America itself. When we want to believe something, even though all evidence contradicts it, a slightest bit of evidence in your favor is enough to turn all kinds of heads, right? In the opposite direction. And this is exactly what this did. 
to the extent that this article went directly to Mikhail Gorbachev. And for those of you who do not know who he is, he was the he's the he's the president, prime minister, everything. He's the head of Soviet Russia, yeah, right? The last so, head of Soviet Russia. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, you have to imagine what level he was in, and a small group called as the Active Measures Working Group will manage to get his attention. Now, the U.S. took this momentum for themselves. The Secretary of State George Shultz he had a heated argument with Gorbachev himself. in which he even used the term butthead i believe they had a conversation with him so that's how ballsy they were feeling at this stay, uh, instant they were like oh my god we are us back again we don't kill our people we prove that others kill their people and that's what us stands for right so this uh, went to such a state that gorbachev uh, apologized to reagan on uh, in like live news were uh, held a meeting with him and apologized to him but the die was already cast right and the seed of doubt in american minds even persists until today like people today believe that aids or uh, there's so many theories about aids but mainly they believe that the us government made it and there's all kinds of speculation about china right now about the uh, wuhan covid 19 right so yeah we never know exactly what's going on i mean this was a huge conspiracy theory in a conspiracy theory kind of a thing with uh, kgb doing such extensive work to cover up so many things in all in the interest of changing the world to what they it should be so i don't see why the covid-19 could i mean the china being blamed for it could be a similar attempt as well us being blamed for it could be a similar attempt as well so we never really know what's going on that's what i wanted to bring about in this conspiracy theory do you have do you guys have any opinions on this honestly what you're saying makes perfect sense because it's literally something stereotypical of what the kgb would do and what the russians would do right we see that in literally every movie about them yeah this actually this brings me to uh, a conspiracy theory that i actually read quite a while back you mm-hmm. you must have all heard about how this plane um, malaysian airlines airplane mh17 was shot down in the ukraine Yeah. yeah, it was shot down in Ukraine. So there's a theory floating around that this plane was secretly MH three seventeen, another Malaysian Airlines plane that went missing on March eighth, quite a while ago, and it was hidden away and reintroduced as this MH seventeen plane, and it was shot down by the Ukrainian government to frame Russia apparently, and it was part of a conspiracy to conceal the truth about AIDS. <laughs> okay, hold on. Okay, my mind. Yeah. Jeez, my mind melted when I read that, but it's a theory and it's floating around. Yeah, go on. Like, can you elaborate? On yeah, that? so that's about it. I mean, I tried to dig up more information, but this was the most, and this just scratches the surface compared to the theories that you discussed. But uh, there isn't that yeah. much detail about it, so it seems pretty funny and weird. But that's just how most conspiracy theories are, right? Who is jobless enough to get four people together and ro- record a podcast about such <laughs> yeah, 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 that's <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 
<laughs> yeah, but it it makes look the whole thing. There is a there is an amount of plausibility in it. That doesn't mean it is a very good percentage that it is possible. With the whole AIDS thing, yeah, it is. It's a debunked uh, conspiracy theory. But the MH370 being related to this, I genuinely doubt it. Yeah, I think it's more of the aliens thing involved here. I think there's like a larger percentage that it was abducted by aliens than it was reintroduced and shot down. No, actually, I believe the reintroduced part more than the aliens part. I mean, come on, what is the reason behind the plane getting abducted by aliens? Actually, there are there are UFOs popping up everywhere. We don't know why. Everywhere. Why wouldn't they just take a plane? Why would they take a plane? They. Wait, I don't know. Casual Anmol is with saying that there's UFOs everywhere. Like, <laughs> uh, like he woke, wakes up in the morning. Hi, UFO. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I genuinely like sometimes when I look in the sky, you know, when there's something weird, I try to take a video of it, and half the time it turns out to be a plane. Yeah, but the other half of the time it's a bird. The normal thing. Yeah, but I I genuinely feel that aliens abducted it for some reason. I don't know why though. There's actually it's way more. That's actually huh. a theory about MH370. It's very brief. It's uh something to do with uh, Boeing itself. If I read it correctly, I'm not sure. So there's uh, there was some uh, instrument on board, and that was hacked by people on the ground, and that is why it crashed. Oh, sort of like the seven three seven Max thing. Sort of. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so people uh, whoever hacked into this. Uh, try to obtain that uh, some secret files or sto- that was stored on board. That now I don't know which government was involved, but there's not that much information. Yeah, you you talk about hacking. Also, reminds me of one more theory. I'm not going to be very elaborate on this. Basically, uh, there was this whole thing where uh, a lot of money was stolen from a uh, some bank in an African country uh, because uh, their uh, bank in an African or one of malaysian country where their holidays are their weekends are uh, fridays and saturdays not sunday okay so their weekends are on fridays and saturdays exploiting this somehow they got a lot of transactions from a country's uh, like a country's uh, accounts to uh, abroad accounts somewhere in uh, if i'm not wrong in cuba and that money was transferred to an account in china And from there, it completely vanished. Oh, is this like What Lazarus? Is this like Lazarus? This is this is Operation this Lazarus. This is Lazarus. Okay. Yeah, you want to elaborate on that? It's actually kind of fun. Yeah, I don't know the full details actually. But what if you can elaborate? Just uh, no, I don't know the details. details. That's why I'm asking you. I, I don't know the details exactly. It is Lazarus. Lazarus was actually a a thing which uh, people said was uh, convened by South uh, North Korea mm-hmm. to get a lot of money. But what when I read up further, this was for a month. I read this about. I found out that Lazarus was there's a conspiracy going on that Lazarus project. Lazarus is actually it was actually done by China, where they promised to give North Korea fifty percent of the money they recovered from the thing if they took the blame, and North Korea agreed. This was only because China wanted to check out their hacking capabilities. and their capabilities of getting money in a case of emergency oh. and if it worked out yeah they can do it and, and when the lazarus thing happened right i remember someone this was uh, post raguram rajan's no this was 
this was as soon as raghuram rajan uh, came uh, became our uh, governor of rbi someone asked him on twitter is it possible with india he said sadly it is and we have no way to countermeasure it wow so basically they can they can target any country right now i mean it's unlimited power on their hands and it's it's scary yeah but yeah think about it right i mean there are so many uh, stories and theories about people hacking we might we can literally fill an entire episode or two entire episodes about this because that is the currency right now right uh, yeah, yeah. forget uh, uh, terrorism i mean uh, forget your normal hand to hand combat or weapons or nuclear weapons it is cyber warfare that will define like who is going to stay yeah. on and right future yeah, the immediate future anmol just one thing hmm. good luck editing this episode yeah <laughs> so i think what uh, i said about the plane about mh17 being seriously mh317 was a pretty weird conspiracy theory right and there are so many more out there and i think anmol has a handful of those so anmol yeah like go ahead. when we were discussing what to talk about this what i thought of was those weird conspiracy theories we had as kids or we told around in schools like the biggest yeah the ones which come bro did you know about this bro like yeah uh, obviously the first one has to be kurkure is made out of plastic everyone told me this everyone told me this and and the best thing is everyone told us the same story if you burn kurkure you know it will drip out plastic it will turn full black color and all and fall on floor and it will melt and fall teacher told us actually in school yeah a teacher it, it, i think it was in fourth yeah, grade it was crazy but it is a polymer but it's not plastic it's a food grade polymer so it melts yeah the next one is uh, yeah this one i'm 100% sure everyone has if you swallow a seed a tree will grow in your stomach <laughs> <laughs> this is nice this is nice i like it okay you guys have any of these so see the thing is we, i don't have that many theories but more of superstitions and stuff like yeah If you cut your nails at night, an elephant will come and visit you, or something like that. Elephant. Seriously? Okay, I so, oh, I've not heard of this. One. Yeah, and I'm not even afraid of elephants. Okay, I mean, who are you trying to scare? <laughs> okay, remember this one more thing. We bought up so much about AIDS. Okay, so this was back in third grade. I'm not naming the school, but in my school there was a big rumor that our swimming pool was closed down for like six weeks. Okay, basically it was cleaning of the swimming pool, but as third graders we didn't want to believe that. Some sixth grader or someone came and told one third grader swimming pool has AIDS in it. <laughs> we third we third graders don't know what AIDS is, so we are like, oh, everyone knows. So swimming pool has AIDS in it, so don't go swimming afterwards. And <laughs> so this this news literally spread like wildfire. As third graders, we told second graders, second graders told first graders, and literally almost all the juniors in school knew about swimming pool has AIDS in it. Do yeah. it's actually this is actually a real really famous thing it's a real thing that happened abroad happened yeah i know i know yeah this was a 4chan thing and was spread oh, everywhere right, i remember this so, swimming pool closed due to aids yeah yeah so pools closed due to aids okay and <laughs> but that was a racist propaganda spread. actually <laughs> yeah i know i mean you were innocent back then you yeah, know yeah. about four okay. there was actually wait, there was one more uh, i think anmol you'd know this um in in our school again i don't want to name the school uh, so you know near the near the throwball court when you jump on a certain area 
it sounds like uh-huh. you're beating a drum like as if it's hollow over there <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah yeah so at this co- coincidentally at the time when we found this out uh, there was apparently some uh, investigation going on into it, oh, yeah. yeah into our uh, chairman <laughs> into the chairman of the school Oh, and, no. and everyone was completely taken over by theories that oh he's hiding his money there look at that <laughs> i remember there was like a huge part dug out under the sewage and i just went to one of the kids and i'm like bro do you know where he hides the money <laughs> there or <laughs> no you said demonetization 2.0 is incoming because of this <laughs> Yeah, I remember we found I remember we found some pan masala packet with the person's picture on the face I'm like look that's the new currency or something Oh my god <laughs> okay yeah thank god you spoke about the demonetizations remember there was like a lot of uh, talk about the oh, new yeah, 2000 rupees yeah the microchip in the thing which will track everything and stuff Oh right 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 yeah. I remember like, that was crazy oh, carry your mobile phone around you've got enough of tracking software on you at all times anyway I don't no, know they wanted to track a black money yeah even so, i believed this at one point i actually solid believed this theory at one point but i mean it yeah, even i did it came on the news obviously yeah and one more thing is this has happened again in every school i don't know if this happened in your school no but i remember in my old school again in third grade we had this whole new building for going for yoga or dance i don't know what but the wow. whole new building was basically occupied by seniors and otherwise it was abandoned mm. so i remember the third floor no one used to be there so there was a big rumor that third floor bathroom has a ghost in it <laughs> <laughs> this was there in every school i think there's one version of that in every school third floor bathroom has a ghost in it yeah yeah gone 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 yeah okay so i was just bringing i just remembered something like uh, back in 7th grade right in our mm. school i was uh, yeah so what we would do is in the 8th period or in the 9th period that is one period before the last period we would uh, like four of our five of us who had to go to basketball practice would go out of the class fast go to change our clothes to get ready in ba- uh, clothes for basketball practice just so that when like all the other guys come downstairs we're already wearing like different clothes and we can flex on them that we have different clothes okay <laughs> basically that was the point <laughs> but the thing was yeah but the thing was the place where we used to change right uh, on the other side of that place was this like house which had a rottenish kind of door okay uh-huh. and back then that's all we needed i remember <laughs> there were uh, two or oh my god i don't know what we did we we immediately started making these theories that that place is haunted then we came up with the theory of an old woman coming out there to rob her cat oh i think i know okay, like i think i i remember this yeah it was crazy yeah. so it got to the extent where in lunch breaks right i would chauffeur tours to that place to make them see that place and then like all of it would happen this is so you and i remember this okay like uh, our classmate i don't uh, advait right no, i don't know if i should be mentioning his name but i i told i dared him to come with me alone on a chauffeur tour once like without any other people just me and him we came over he was acting pretty ballsy and saying hey, yeah yeah i am not scared of all ghosts yeah. so he comes over there right once we are over there i had this box in my hand when he's peeping i mean when he's trying to see what's on the other side i drop the box he sprinted he sprinted <laughs> and he told everyone about the ghost that was there that was one of the best memories i have of like middle school and i 
ரெனோவேட்டிங் So basically, wire oh, hanging. Was this, was this this year? Ooh, that sounds great. Yeah, okay. wires hanging, unpainted walls, just basically concrete walls without any painting anything. That is basically the best setting for a haunting haunted movie. So, <laughs> so bunch of guys took the best available thing. That is put a blanket over their head and scared some people. <laughs> the whole night, all people. this come around telling you bro this ghost there bro bro this ghost there <laughs> yeah so it's just dumb i remember there's another thing also i don't know if you guys heard this but yeah someone started telling me if you crack your knuckles no you will get arthritis <laughs> oh i, <laughs> I didn't know what arthritis oh, yeah. actually this is a study conducted into this was a widespread belief and i mean of course it was debunked but still it, it, this was a really far fetched one but yeah yeah and this is the everyone will keep it so okay so i think in 8th or 9th grade we got a new bio teacher right huh. and this was literally the first thing i said to that teacher ma'am if i cra- crack my knuckles will i get arthritis <laughs> <laughs> and she said i'll have to get back to you on that and she did and i am still grateful to her for that and now i yeah. crack my knuckles fully i remember like there are more theory wait 9th grade if you come to wait 9th grade i think oh, so okay okay What other? Yeah. Do you guys have any other conspiracy theories like this? Again, uh, this one has to do with school. There was uh, for a very long time there was a house being constructed in front of our school. It was it was reasonably big. It was like oh, four four or maybe it, five it floors. Yeah, it was massive. And it, and there yeah. was a. There, I, Is it still being constructed? No, no. Now it's completed. No, no, it's done, but done. the construction was stopped for for uh, almost two years. I have no idea why. Yeah. And it was during that time again haunted house theory. It showed up again. Yeah. And. people were giving each other challenges to go till the terrace and check out so called three headed dogs at the top of the terrace <laughs> and then, and then you have to run back without letting the ghost kill you or something like this is in 7th grade so yeah it is yeah it was uh, yeah. so the thing is when we got to 7th grade this was at the top of our school building so one of our school buildings and this is a massive classroom so from the window of one of the sections you could see that house is roofed up pretty clearly huh. mm-hmm. and it was like a small enclosure on the terrace all right mm-hmm. and these people still hadn't installed windows onto that enclosure so you could see inside that and it was like a diamond shaped box sort of thing it was massive mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i spread a rumor saying that they have mummies over there <laughs> and people lost it in my class and i mean some of them still haven't spoken to me after that because i i don't know they probably have like flashbacks of that time But I, I guess, like in seventh grade, we all came to this like general consensus to start spreading bullshit. <laughs> I don't know why that happened. Like, all of us started doing it. <laughs> I mean, like the, I remember, like so many of our friends started making up so many stories and uh, all kinds of things, right? I, I think that was in seventh only. But yeah, this is what makes school life nice, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's the stories that make uh, yeah. school life great. 
one or two random rumors you start and then like two to three random rumors that come back on you yeah i mean like, it's a circle of life right yeah exactly so i think this was one of our longest videos so far we hope you guys stay till the end stay safe and don't forget to wash your hands and subscribe to our channel we'll see you in the next one